You know, I'm, I'm going to be talking about prayer today, just uh, an Elijah's prayer that he prayed. So you can go ahead and turn to 1 Kings chapter 18. And uh, I, I think one of the things that we've settled with with the body of Christ, we settled with God just being okay. You know, we, 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 we're, set, we're okay with God not being powerful, not being active, not experiencing him in the body of Christ. I think we're okay with as long as we have a nice worship team and we have um, great preaching like you are going to have today, right? And um, <laughs> I can believe by faith, amen. And um, but if we, I think we're just okay with the okay, and I think I think we are shortchanging God because God is just not okay. God is great, and He is worthy and he is holy, and he is righteous, and he is all-powerful, and he wants to display his wonder. Amen? And I think um, we need to not be okay with the okay anymore. Right? Well, the way we get to see more, and this whole series we're on right now through the summer, you know, is experiencing the impossible, is that we're going through um, certain stories in the Bible, how they experienced the impossible. We talked about Elijah last week and the prophets of Baal and, and how he confronted them and, and, uh, and how he brought fire down from heaven. And we talked about that, about just um, uh, of him just, just passionately going for the Lord, how he was prepared at a place called Kareth then where he humbled himself before the Lord. And he was humbled there too. And of course, you know, he still needs humbling I love what James says. James uh, says this about Elijah in James chapter 5 or 17. He says, Elijah was a man just like us. He was messed up. He wasn't completely there. But there's, been t- there's times in his life where he did incredible things because he has focused towards the Lord. And it says he prayed earnestly and then it rained because it hadn't rained for three and a half years. And so here we are in, in 1 Kings chapter 18, you know, and he's confronted King Ahab. Remember King Ahab's evil? His wife is just as evil. And, uh, and he's confronting these guys and saying that you need to turn, 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 turn around. You need to repent. You need to come back to the Lord. You need to establish his temple. You need to stop it or it's not going to rain. And, and they refused to do that. And so it didn't rain for three and a half years. But now it's time Right after that, he starts to pray. He believes it's time for him to pray for rain, for it to start raining again. All the Baal, prophets of Baal are all gone, and now it's time. And God showed off his power, and here it is, in verse eight, chapter 18, verse 42. Here it says, Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel. He bent down to the ground, and he put his face between his knees. Go and look towards the sea, he told his servant. And so the servant went up, and he looked, and he came back, and he said, Hey, Elijah, nothing's there. And he did that for seven times. And Elijah said each time, Go back. And on the seventh time, the servant replied, A cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. Now I want to give you a a few nuggets of, of what makes really prayer successful. And, uh, and, and this is a man, at, at this time, right now, he had been prepared for this moment. He knew the Lord. And see, a lot of times as believers, I think one of the hardest things for us to do is pray. I don't know why. It's, you, it's really the easiest thing for us to do. 
but we don't, a lot of believers don't have a lot of connection with the Lord on a consistent basis, where they're really tapping in to the throne room of God. And if, and if I would ask you, and I'm not going to, so don't raise your hand, but if I'd ask you, most of you, because I've seen um, a, a lot of reports on this and a lot of surveys on this, that most people don't pray throughout the, throughout the week. The only thing that they may do is ask God for help. Well, asking God for help is a part of prayer, but it's not completely prayer. Prayer is communing with God. It's relationship with the Lord. And listen, if we want to experience the impossible, we want to see his power, we can't just be the people just of the word of God alone. You have to be of the word and prayer. And we have to engage in prayer, not just, not just on a Sunday morning. It has to be where we do it throughout our week. And it's very easy, but I think the enemy has caught us in the place where he's, he's, he's got us in, in a place where we're going away from that, where we think we're too busy. How many guys ever said you're too busy, right? Every single one of us have. Yeah, we're, we're getting our focus off of things. And the only time we really go to prayer is when we need something from the Lord. Where we should be going to prayer all the time. Prayer is like, like Popeye's spinach, you know, right? You guys, you guys know who Popeye is? How many do not know who Popeye is? Raise your hand. Oh, good. I'm not that old. Anyway, um, if I was going to say go to YouTube. But anyway, um, Popeye, you know how Popeye used to do it. He used to get beat up first before he ate his spinach. And that's a lot of Christians. We get beat up before we start praying. Where we should have a, a consistent prayer life that we're praying all the time, that we have a time to commune with God. You know, God walked with Adam and Eve in the, in the cool of the day. And so you, you, you and I need to come to that place of doing that. But, I mean, a lot of us, we don't, we don't feel like we have that relationship. I mean, it's awkward sometimes. And I'm, 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 I'm speaking from experience. I'm not pointing fingers. It can be awkward sometimes, right? If, you, if you're like me, a little ADD, you see something, you know, shiny, and it gets you off track, you know, as you're praying, Right? Consistency is a problem in our prayer life. That we may do good for a little bit, then all of a sudden we get off. Authenticity can be hard. I mean, sometimes we don't feel we don't feel able, or we don't feel um, we um, un we are uncomfortable in prayer. And I'm not just talking about praying out loud. There's a lot of people who's uncomfortable praying out loud. But I mean, I'm talking about you alone with God. I mean, it's just it's the same way. It's the same feeling. Because the enemy has taught us that, that not to do it, so we're not ever comfortable in doing it. And that's why we have to take a step of faith, and we have to get into a place of where no matter what, no matter how I feel, no matter what's going on around me, I'm going to have a time with God. No matter if I hear anything or, or nothing or feel anything, I'm going to have a time with God. I'm going to come to God. I'm not, it's not just I'm going to just ask. I'm going to ask God, how are you doing today? And listen and see if he speaks to me. We need to be, have that tenacity where we go after it with all of our heart. Now I'm going to speak about prayer more in August. But here today, I want to give you some things. Because, you know, Elijah, wasn't, he's a man just like us. He wasn't perfect. And we'll see that in chapter 19 and stuff. But what Elijah was, was a man that knew the Lord in some ways. And especially at this time, this is where he knew him. And because he knew the Lord, and this is what happens when you have a lifestyle prayer. 
Prayer allows us to see and hear the impossible. Every single time. Now look at 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 21, 41. Now it's just right after the prophets died. Okay? That was a good thing. And then he says in verse 41, And Elijah said to King Ahab, Go eat and drink, for there is a sound of a heavy rain. There was no sound of rain at all. There was none. It was not, there was not a cloud in the sky. So what is he hearing? Was he lying? No. He was hearing spiritually. See, when you and I build that relationship with the Lord and through prayer, listen, you're going to start hearing what he hears and seeing what God sees. And it's so important to get that, and especially in our own life, because we're not going to be led by our circumstances. I mean, he could have been led by his circumstances as King Ahab. I hope it's going to rain sometime. Go ahead, go, go somewhere else. No, no, he says, go get ready. I hear a sound of rain. He was hearing in the spirit realm because he had developed something at Kareth Raven. He developed a relationship with the Lord. And for this time, as he's continuing with it, he, still, he has it. You see, when you and I develop that, you're going to start seeing the impossible. You're not going to see what's possible or not possible. You're going to see the impossible. What God can do, the miraculous. It's like when people come and ask me, says, what's wrong with you? And I always turn it around and says, what's wrong with you? Because I don't see myself as sick. In fact, the doctors can't find anything else wrong with me, really, besides I can't walk well. But you know something? This all happened in 2011. Do you know that I have not had one dream where I was in crutches or a wheelchair or any kind of, of, uh, uh, of uh, what are these things called? Canes. Canes. So I don't even know what they're called. <laughs> Not one time. Because I don't see myself as that way. I don't see myself as sick. I don't see myself as I can't walk. Why? Is it because I'm, I'm really good at this? I'm not. Trust me. I have to deal with this every morning, every day. But every morning I get up and I pray and I say, God, in the name of Jesus, I am healed. And I get out of my bed. And if I, have to, if I can't walk, I grab for my canes. There's going to be a day I get up and I will walk. Because you, know, you see the impossible. What does God see about you, right? See, when you develop a prayer life, and I'm not completely there. It's one of the things that... I have been, I've been more about studying the Word and everything, but I've been missing the prayer times that I needed to have, and I had to develop that over the number, last number of years. Because I'm, if I'm going to live this life and do what God wants me to do, I've got to engage in supernatural prayer. And when I talk about supernatural prayer, you are more spiritual than you are physical. And so every time I go into my prayer room, which is my bedroom, and sometimes the bathroom, but that's another story. But when I go into that time, I expect to experience God because God is an experienced God. You cannot go to God and not be changed, not feel something. 
If you're not feeling anything, keep on going because you need to get your faith there because he is there with you. And you just got to recognize, oh, there you are, God, you know, and see him. Prayer brings us to a place where we see and hear the impossible. You know, A.W. Tozer said this, God speaks only to those who takes time to listen. It is the man who cares, who communes with the Most High and learns the secrets of the Lord. I want to know the secrets of the Lord. Amen? And see, this is what Elijah did. He saw beyond his circumstances. And God loves it when we hear and see what in the eyes and ears of faith, those things that be not as though they were. That we start speaking them out. And that's what he did. He spoke it out to King Ahab. King Ahab, get ready. I hear rain coming. He spoke it out. And he was confident of the Lord in this, his ability to perform it. And he knew the Lord because he had been developing this time of prayer. You don't call fire down from heaven because you played video games all day. Right? Or you watch TV. I don't care how many Stranger Things episodes that you watched. It doesn't cause the supernatural to work in your life. Amen? You know, I really believe Marvel should write a, write a, write a movie about Elijah here. You'll see here at the end. Because he worked in the supernatural. And we need to have that in our lives. You know, this world is waiting for you to do that. The world is waiting for us sons of God to rise up and be who God's called us to be. So let me give you four other, other things that prayer... How to have an effective prayer life. And I want you to listen to these. And I want you to engage in these. And I want you to practice these. I want you to do homework. And I want you to see God move in and through your life when you start developing a life of prayer. Prayers that are effective, number one here, it would be number two on your, your thing. It's our humble prayers. Humility must be a part of your life. You go to God knowing that you're nothing without him. So Elijah, after he tells Ahab to go, he says he climbs the Mount Carmel. He makes his way up to the top of the mountain to be alone with God. You know, they needed some rain. It hadn't rained three and a half years, and he knew it was time, and he knows if he prayed, it's going to happen. And so he got up to the top of the mountain. He gets down on the ground, and he puts his face between his knees. Can you picture that? He's up to the top, and he just, he just gets on the ground, and he just puts his face between his knees. You know, he just called fire down from heaven. You know, for me, I would be doing a victory lap. I would be calling people names. I would be singing, I am the champion. You know, I'd be going around doing all that, but he didn't do that. He went up, you know, because there's some more stuff to do. He really understood because he had been humbled at Kareth Ravine, and he had realized that he can't bring the rain. He couldn't bring the fire. It was God. And so he got on top of the mountain, and he puts his, his face down. He falls down basically to his knees, puts his face between his knees, and he just sits there before a holy God. He humbled himself. He's physically humble from climbing the mountain. And he's just, he's just a picture of what's going on spiritually inside of him. He's humbled himself for that moment, and he's realizing that he can't do it. Only God can. You have to come in humility to the Lord in prayer. You don't come and thinking you're all that. He knows you. You're not all that. You don't hide anything from God. He sees when you just sinned. 
He knows. There's no shame. And he calls us to come to him. But you humble yourself before the Lord because you are inadequate in and of yourself. You need God. So he humbled himself before God. And he knew that he could not bring the rain, but he knew who could bring the rain. In the book of James it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace, that enablement to the humble. See, prayer is a sign of humility. If you don't, now listen to me, because I may be speaking to you. Because I know it speaks to me, because I've done this. If you don't pray, you're full of pride. If you're not praying, that means you think you've got it, you think you're in control, and you think you have it all taken care of. That is pride. See, listen, he could have just went ahead and spoke to the, the clouds and it rained. You know, that's, but he knew he couldn't. A lot of us have been on the super high of, of just seeing all these prophets of Baal taken care of and the fire coming down from heaven. And we would have went straight there, but he knew he humbled himself before the Lord. Humility always precedes the miraculous. You see that all throughout the Bible. You and I must develop a prayer life. Listen, you can't handle it. Well, Sean, everything's going good right now. Right now. Remember, eat your spinach before you get beat up. Right? Because the enemy is like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. You know who he devours? He devours the weak spiritually. And you become weak spiritually when you're not in the Word and you're not in prayer. And you need both. Humility precedes the miraculous in our lives. And we, and we need to come to a place of being humble. Humble yourself before the Lord. He gives grace to the humble. Look what else it says. He says, humble yourself before the Lord and He will lift you up. He will lift you up. He will cause the miraculous things to happen around you. He will cause your finances to change. He will cause your relationships to change because you've humbled yourself before the Lord. He will make a way where there is no way, right? Because you humbled yourself before the Lord. Not because you're all prideful and you think you're all that. Listen, when I get that way and I have done that, and if you know me long enough, yes, Sean, you've done that, it doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. What prayer does, it humbles you because you bow down before the King of kings and the Lord of lords and say, God, I'm not you, but you are my God. You are my King. You're my Father, and I love you, and I trust you. Amen? He comes to that place where he's humbling himself. You want to be effective in your prayer life. You've got to humble yourself. And just by praying, humbles yourself. You know, a lot of times, that's all we, you, we don't really come into that point. We, we come in and we throw these flippant prayers out. God, I need this. I need this. Help me, God. And, you know, bless me and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, that's, that's part of prayer, but it's not all of it. In fact, don't even do that. In fact, Jesus taught us how to pray. You know, the disciples ask him, how should we pray? Because there is a right and the wrong way to pray. And he says, pray this way. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be your name. That is a form of worship. That is a form of bowing down to God. Before you ever pray for your needs, you are praying and worshiping the Father. You are getting down and humbling yourself and saying, God, I am not you, and I need you, and I need all that you have for me. I need every part of you is humility. Amen? To be humble. Prayers that are effective are humble. Number three, prayers that are effective are specific prayers. They're specific. So many times in my life I, I, I've, seen, I've, I've said wishy-washy prayers, non-specific prayers. God, I want you to move in our church. Well, what does that mean? Does you want God to move from this side to the other side? God, I, I want you to bless me. Well, how do you want God to bless you? What do you know about blessing anyway? Do you want God to bless you and to give you favor? Do you want God to bless you so, so uh, you and your spouse will get along, you and your kids will get along? Do God want you as a financial blessing? You need to be specific. If you, you know, if you have, have, you know, I have one really, really bad leg, I could pray, God, God, Make my leg like the other one. Well, the other one could go bad. <laughs> Be specific in your prayers. He was very specific. God, we need it to rain. And what I've learned over time is to be specific in my prayers. And not just to pray, well, just these general prayers. Be specific. James 4, 2 says, you have not because you ask not. How simplistic is that? Ask. And see, the thing about it is, once you begin to develop this prayer life in, in your life, you're going to know exactly before you even go into your prayer closet what you need to pray. Because you're going to pray the will of God. Because you're going to already see it happening spiritually. You're going to already have it in your mind. You're going to hear the rain coming. You're going to hear the thunder. And you know what to pray for. You're going to see the financial blessing. You're going to see uh, your friends and family being saved. You're going to see that. You're going to know specifically what you want to pray. We have to become a group of people who pray specifically. What do you want to see in the church? What do you want to see in your life? What do you want to see happen? Pray and believe God and watch it happen. But you develop that. By humbling yourself, by seeing spiritually and hearing spiritually, it is so important that we come to that point of doing that. Specific prayers are important. But they're not always easy. Because we don't always have the words. That's why it's so great that you just climb a mountain in a sense. Get close to the Lord. Put on worship music. And sometimes just sit in His presence. And don't just... Refuses to throw off flippant prayers just to get time to go by. God, what would you want me to pray? And he will be specific. And listen to his voice and start praying that. And then let it grow. Let it go. Listen, it will go. You'll continue and you'll begin to, begin to pray. And you'll, be, you'll just won't stop. I have to watch when I pray out loud with other people in the room because I can go on for hours in my prayer time. I have to watch it because I'm, I'm not inter here to entertain you in my prayer, by the way. I'm not praying to you. I want your agreement, 
But man, I can go on for hours. I have to watch that. Because some people, man, they got, I've got two words. You know, that's all they have. And, and I, have to, I have to be respectful for them. But man, I can go on and on and on. You begin to develop this in your life. And then you begin to see the impossible. You begin to pray and see it. You humble yourself and you pray specific prayers. Which leads me to my fourth point. Prayers that are effective are persistent. You know, one of the things that I was taught in Bible college, in fact, was to be persistent and not give up in preaching and in praying for people. That's why I talked about a couple of months ago, we don't give up on people here. No matter what. We don't give up on people. We love people. No matter what they say, no matter what they do, we love people. Now, we need the Holy Spirit's power for that, too, because I can't do it in my strength. That's why we need to be in prayer. But you've got to be persistent. Elijah himself, he prayed a specific prayer. He prayed a humble prayer. But now he says, he asked the servant, he says, go to the sea and look and tell me what you see. And the servant came back and basically said, I see nothing. Elijah says, go back again. And all the time, and we don't know this for sure, but I'm pretty sure he's praying. He's speaking what he already heard. I hear the rain. See, the thing about it is what prayer does, the prayer of faith does, it takes things in the spiritual and brings them to the natural. So you may be praying things that only you're hearing from the Spirit of God. You see in the Word of God as truth. And you're praying, but you haven't seen it yet. Don't stop until you see it. You know, you know, today is another day closer to my healing. You continue to pray until you see it. Elijah sent his servant back. Go back because I know what he's thinking. You're going to see something. And he sent him back seven times. You've got to be persistent. You've got to say no matter what and not give up. You know, we don't hear Elijah saying, oh, well, God didn't answer my prayer after one time. Oh, God must not, it must not be his will or anything. No, he knew it. He stood there with, in, in, in a sign of humility. He prayed. He sent a servant back. Keep on going. He probably would have done it a thousand times until he saw something. You continue. You be persistent. You're praying for people. You be persistent. You don't give up. You don't stop. You develop that life and that, that tenacity that, God, I'm not going to give up. There are things that I'm praying for today that I haven't seen yet, but I will see them. Whether I'm here on this earth or I'm in heaven, it is going to happen. I have a picture on my wall, something I've been praying for for years. To see the church in Chief Stadium. Not just Cornerstone, but the church is, there's going to be such a revival that happens. Many people are going to come to Christ that the churches, don't, we don't have enough buildings to fill it, that we have to use Chiefs and Royal Stadium every day to have church. I'm going to see it. That's why God invented sports for people to build stadiums for the church to use. That's that quote on my, my, my wall. I love that. Do, have I seen that yet? No, but I do hear rumblings. Did you know there's such unity coming amongst the body of Christ here in Kansas City that you may not know about, but churches are coming together like never before, that God is doing something 
In fact, this year we're participating in uh, about 100 different churches in all of Kansas City to see that every people in our body manages their time well and gets out of debt. And it's taken a move of God. That's a move of God. Did you know other cities are looking to Kansas City or what's happening in Kansas City because of that? Not just that part. I believe, number one, in starting September, that we're going to see everybody in our church out of debt. Our church is out of debt, and you're going to be out of debt. Amen? I'm believing God for that. Completely. I'm believing your house is going to be out of debt. I'm believing you're not going to have any, oh, no, man, nothing except the love. Because I, God's got something for you. He wants you to give, but he wants you to go. He wants you to be able to do things for him. And you're going to be freed up to do that. But there's, there's 100 churches coming together to do this in their bodies, and we're going to see that happen. There's other things that are starting to happen. Prayer meetings are happening. I, have, I could go to a prayer meeting among pastors through the Kansas City area every day of the week. That's how pastors are coming together and working together and loving each other. I love that. That picture is going to happen, but I've got to be persistent. I can't stop praying. I can't stop believing. Where's that song? That journey, is that Journey? Don't stop. I just love that. I'm telling you what, I, I don't know. I know. I know. I, I'm not really listening to secular music a lot, but God speaks through me through secular music, and I don't know why, but He does, you know. He speaks through me a lot through worship, but, but sometimes there's some songs that come out, and I say, Yes, God, Amen. Right? I woke up in my bed one morning, and and it's this Gloria Estefan song, get on your feet, get up, and make it happen. Amen. <laughs> Woo! God can use a jackass, he can use anything, okay? Anyway. <laughs> That's King James Version, by the way. Okay, anyway. Persistence. You've got to be persistent. Don't give up. See, Elijah didn't allow the outward circumstances of what's going on to affect the inward assurance that he had from God. He didn't allow the outward appearance, outward things to affect the inward assurance. You can't allow what's going on outwardly to affect what's going on inside of you. This is truth inside of you, not what you see in the physical. He doesn't allow it. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So my question to you is, what have you quit praying for that you need to start back up again and pray fervently, consistently, be persistent in, and believe in God again? If God told you once, that's his will. It hasn't changed. Pray it. Bring it back up. Because effective prayer sees and hears the impossible. They're humble prayers. They're specific prayers. They're persistent. And number five, they're expectant. You expect it to happen. You expect it. So Elijah, he had climbed Mount Carmel. He put his head between his, his knees, humbled himself, and he prayed. And he sends, sends his servant, go look over the sea. Seven times, nothing happened. Till the seventh time, he comes back. Well, Elijah, and I'm paraphrasing, 
I see a cloud. It's as small as a man's hand, but it's rising from the sea. A cloud, as small as my hand. That's all he saw. And Elijah gets excited. He gets happy. And he, and he, he, he sees the small thing, the small answer, the start, the beginning of a prayer. He doesn't know if it's even that, but that's what he sees. And he says, go tell Ahab right now. Hitch up your chariot. Go down before the rain stop, stops you. He puts everything in motion because of that one cloud. He was so expectant. I wonder if he put his head between his legs so he wouldn't look at anything else. And just listening to that sound of the rain. And when his servant said, nothing's there. Go back and look. You missed something. Come back. Go back and look. You missed something. Go back and look. You missed something. Go back and look. Well, I do see a small cloud. Yeah! My prayer is answered. Yeah! It's going to rain! And it did. He didn't say, the servant didn't say, oh, there's a monsoon coming. He saw, there's a cloud as small as a man's hand. Elijah was expectant. Mark tells us this in the book of Mark. Therefore, I tell you, whatever it is, whatever you ask for in prayer, Jesus said this, believe that you receive it and it will be yours. You put it into action, you believe it. You believe it. God is going to move and God's going to work. Be expectant. It says a heavy rain came down, came on them, and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. Then guess what happened? The power of the Lord came on Elijah, and he beat everybody there. <laughs> he went fast. There's something supernatural happened. See, the thing about it is God wants to do something powerful in your life, but you've got to engage in prayer. You've got to pray it. You've got to speak it out by faith. It takes faith to please God. Humble yourself before the Lord. See what He sees. Hear what He's saying. And start doing it. Don't settle for less anymore. Don't settle for an inactive God in your life. Don't settle for less than the miraculous. My son, he, um, he's kind of funny. He makes a joke about it now, but he brought home his report card one time this last year, and he had C's on it, a lot of them. And I said, son, why did you get C's? I figured, you know, he, I knew he didn't do his work. It's not that he's not smart enough. He just was lazy. He says, Dad, C's are good enough. I said, no, they're not. Because you can do great things. And you are settling for less. A lot of times we do that. We settle for less. Your giftings will take you so far. You know that? But you won't get there healthy and whole. Prayer allows you to go with your giftings to a greater place, a greater realm, where you're there healthy and whole and nothing missing and nothing broken. I have a, had a mentor tell me one time, he said, Sean, if you fail, 
it's most likely a prayer failure. Prayer is important. Now I'm going to talk about this more in August. But let's humble ourselves. Let's be specific in our prayers. Let's be persistent. But let's be expectant. Amen? Expecting God to do something. Amen? Bow your heads, close your eyes.